Welcome to PeerPoint Perspectives, the securities finance podcast delivering commentary from the best, brightest and most innovative people in the world of securities lending, repo, collateral management and related areas. PeerPoint Perspectives is brought to you by the consulting team at PeerPoint Financial. So now over to your hosts. I'm your host, Roy Zimmerhansel, and I'm practice lead for PeerPoint Financial a dynamic consultancy laser-focused on securities lending, collateral management, and all aspects of securities finance. Now sit back, relax, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes. Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of PeerPoint Perspectives. Yes, that's right, this is episode one. Today I'm going to do two things. First, I want to give you a bit of background on why we're launching this podcast and what you can expect from future episodes. Then I'm going to reflect on what I was thinking about at the end of 2019 and how that compares to the crazy events of the few months since then. At Peerpoint, we already have a weekly blog, and if you have been a subscriber, you've read recent stories about trading strategies, short-selling bans, change management, and other relevant subjects. You can also read our comments in the trade press as we're often asked for our views on industry news. Back in the good old days before social distancing, we were on a number of industry panels and I've written many articles over the years for different publications and groups. At the moment, I'm writing a series of articles for Isitsi Europe, a nonprofit financial services organization, and I have another article coming out in the next few weeks with an industry professional body. So you might ask, why are we doing a podcast? First of all, we love the business and can't get enough of it. Readers of our blog will know that I did my first stock loan in 1981 through a freaky combination of events that landed me in the seat of what was called the loan post. I had no idea what I was doing, uh, but I got through the day. It was interesting and exciting, and I wanted to get more involved. Fast forward 39 years later, and I still find it fascinating. So that's one reason. The other is that we think that the blog is a great way to expand on issues that we think are relevant and important and of interest to readers, but there's a limit as to how long people will spend reading a blog post. Everybody's busy, so we try to limit the blogs to a maximum of seven-minute read, and most of them are less than five minutes. I had a conversation with someone earlier today who also pointed out that he listens to podcasts quite often, and he's doing that when he is uh, taking his daily walk uh, for social distancing and when he uh, is in the gym. Of course, that's the old days. But the whole point of this is you can listen to uh, information and stories about the business while you're doing other things. And I think that's valuable. Now, what you've probably noticed so far is that everything I've talked about is all about us or we or me or I. And that's not really what the business is. It's always been a people business, and I think it always will be. I've had the benefit of mentors and knowledgeable people as colleagues and clients, and that's what's missing from things that you read. In fact, it strikes me that the most successful people I've met in the securities lending business are those that have been most engaged and informed. I'm always looking to do that for myself and try to do that for clients, blog readers, 
and now through the podcast. So this will be a mix of interviews, dialogue with my partners, and probably a few solo episodes like this one. People sometimes talk about securities lending as if it's a thing that lives in a silo, and it couldn't be further from the truth. Instead, I like to look at it as being part of a capital markets continuum, so to really understand the business, it's important to see how it fits alongside other parts of the investment world. That's why we will, of course, look at securities lending, but also related areas like collateral management, repo, prime brokerage, and similar topics. Now, I love a good discussion on securities lending, and I really love it when the person I'm speaking with has a different perspective or opinion from me. That's what gets the juices flowing. And the podcast I like most when I listen to them is when the subject turns to debate different points of view where maybe the interviewer and the interviewee have a slightly different take on things. Sometimes when I attend a conference, I hear one panelist say something, and then the other two panelists give variations of, I agree, and let me add to that. And that's fine, but we hope that the interviews uh, we're going to be doing will leave you with some information, something to think about, and be entertaining. I'm pretty excited about engaging with my PeerPoint partners and the great people that are already lined up to be interviewed. I'm trying to cajole more people into joining us, and if you have suggestions for guests that you'd like to hear from, or topics for a future podcast, drop me a line. You'll be able to see our contact details in the show notes. So hopefully that gives you some idea of what we're trying to accomplish through the podcast series. For the second part of the broadcast today, I want to revisit an article I posted on LinkedIn on December 31st, 2019. That's right, the last day of last year. In fact, the last day of the last decade, and it was entitled, The New Decade in Securities Lending. Okay, I never said I was any good at naming articles. Uh, I was pretty pumped up about 2020, and the article even had a picture of fireworks heading it up. Anyway, it started off with the declaration that the great thing about securities lending are the twists and turns that we experience along the way. Then I mentioned how someone who had previously sworn off short selling had succumbed by the end of 2019 and in his own words, shorted the entire market because he thought that they were way too overvalued. If only I had followed his lead. I probably wouldn't be recording this podcast. I'd be on a beach somewhere. But I guess with social distancing, maybe I wouldn't be. In any case, after moving on from the short-selling description... I mentioned that the Nigerian Stock Exchange was making great efforts to expand domestic securities lending as an example of how securities lending is truly a global practice today. Nevertheless, although it's clearly a part of the fabric of markets, it's by no means universally embraced. In fact, by some counts, less than a third of institutional money is available for loan on a given day. 
And that's even worse than it was at the beginning of December because Japan's government investment fund, the world's largest pension fund, suspended its overseas equity lending program in December. So it was quite a finish to the year, but overall still left me with a positive outlook for the coming decade. Now, in a future podcast, we'll do a review of how the securities finance markets have functioned along uh, during the uh, past couple of turbulent months. But let me leave you with two thoughts. First, unlike 2008, there hasn't been any meaningful concern about counterparty default. So I think we chalk that up as a success for regulators that have made financial institutions safer in the intervening years. Less profitable less interesting, you might say. In many cases, a lot less fun, but safer nonetheless. Second, people sometimes forget that the global financial crisis actually started with a liquidity crisis in late summer 2007. Although there was a huge flight to quality in March and April of this year, markets have continued to remain liquid And that's partly because of immediate central bank actions. So in 2007, 2008, they were in many cases creating those actions for the first time. Since then, those interventions have become a normal part of life and they're implemented quickly, efficiently, and smoothly. Well, at least usually they are. Let me paraphrase the closing sentences of the article because I think it's a great way to end this podcast. In the article, I wrote something like, what was once a small and profitable hobby for some is now a multi-billion dollar consistent alpha generator and is all about scale and efficiency. I look forward to the inevitable ups and downs that will arise and welcome another new decade of opportunity, challenge, and innovation. So that's it for this first episode. Um, Next episode, there's going to be a discussion with me, a couple of my partners, and we'll be looking at the business from two different perspectives. What do borrowers want from lenders? And what do lenders want from borrowers? And this expands into more depth a couple of the blog posts that we have done in recent months. So that's it. Uh, that's a wrap. We appreciate you spending time with us. If you want to hear more from us, please subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends. You can find us at www.peerpoint.info. You can see us on LinkedIn and Facebook as Peerpoint Financial Consulting and on Twitter at PeerpointFC. And I'll leave all of those links in the description. I'm Roy Zimmerhansel. I'm your host. Thanks very much for listening, and I look forward to sharing our perspectives with you next time.